Genesis chapter 25, verses 19 through 34. These are the descendants of Isaac, Abraham's son. Abraham was the father of Isaac, and Isaac was 40 years old when he married Rebekah, daughter of Bethuel, the Aramean, of Padanaram, sister of Laban, the Aramean. Isaac prayed to the Lord for his wife because she was barren, and the Lord granted his prayer, and his wife Rebekah conceived. The children struggled together within her, and she said, If it is to be this way, why do I live? So she went to inquire of the Lord, and the Lord said to her, Two nations are in your womb, and two people born of you shall be divided. The one shall be stronger than the other. The elder shall serve the younger. When her time to give birth was at hand, there were twins in her womb. The first came out red, all his body like a hairy mantle. So they named him Esau. Afterward, his brother came out with his hand gripping Esau's heel. So he was named Jacob. Isaac was 60 years old when she was a skillful hunter, a man of the field, while Jacob was a quiet man living in tents. Isaac loved Esau because he was fond of game, but Rebekah loved Jacob. Once when Jacob was cooking stew, Esau came in from the field and was famished. Esau said to Jacob, Let me eat some of that red stuff, for I am famished. Therefore, he was called to eat him. Jacob said, First, sell me your birthright. Esau said, I am about to die of what use is a birthright to me. Jacob said, Swear to me first. So he swore to him and sold his birthright to Jacob. Then Jacob gave Esau bread and lentil stew, and he ate and drank and rose and went his way. Thus Esau despised his birthright. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. As we continue on in our Let Yourself Be series, we come to something that we may not have heard in today's scripture, and that is be kind, which raises the question, why did we hear about Jacob and Esau if we're supposed to be hearing about being kind? Jacob and Esau give us a great example of people who aren't kind. Now we could try to find all sorts of explanations and reasons for the way they treat each other. Each represents a nation. That the question that's asked is, how did we get to where we are? And the ancient Israelites said, well, we come from Jacob. And Jacob was younger, but his older brother Esau, he brought us the Edomites. And Edom has always been against us, and they do not like us. And this is why, and this is how we got to where we are. Which is helpful, but it doesn't really make what happened between Jacob and Esau any better. The reality is, though we want to think that there's always going to be a good guy and a bad guy, and there's somebody who's Righteous, and we should say, oh, well, this is the person we should be like. I can't tell you to be like Jacob or Esau in this story. Jacob's kind of a jerk to his brother. And I think sometimes we don't want to recognize that he wasn't that kind. 
But it raises some questions about what it is we do when we're kind and why it is we're kind to start with. We often get this idea in society that we are out for ourselves. That if we get ahead, if somebody else loses, that's because they weren't trying hard enough and it's their own fault. If we beat somebody at something, then we are the victor and they are the defeated and they should feel bad for losing. But on the other hand, we're called to be kind. And I think about kindness and I think about my own brothers. Thinking about Jacob and Esau, I think, well, did I ever treat my brothers with the kind of meanness that Jacob treats Esau? And I think back and I think back and I think, well, Maybe there were some unkind things that happened. I, I seem to remember a few fights, a few action figures lodged in heads, and a few bloody noses, and a few bumps and bruises and scrapes. And you know, it, it, there was there was a baseball bat that went through a window. Maybe maybe we weren't very kind to each other. And I start thinking about it, and I thought about those things, and. And then I started to remember all the times that we were kind to each other. And you see, I've got three brothers and a sister. Two older brothers, one younger brother, and a little sister who is many years younger than the youngest boy. So I'm right there in the middle of all of them. And so I had plenty of times that I could remember being an example to the younger ones and learning from the example given to me. And it made me think about when we'd go out and ride bikes. We'd go out and we'd ride, and I would try to ride slower so that my little brother could keep up. And I started thinking, well, you know, that was a kind thing to do. I didn't leave him behind, though I could have. I was much bigger than him. I was faster than him. I could outride him. And I started thinking, well, why didn't I leave him behind? And I remember that my older brother, when I was still little and learning to ride, rode slower for me so that I could keep up. And he learned that kindness from our oldest brother because he showed that kindness to him. And he learned that kindness when our father taught him how to ride. And I start thinking about how we learn to be kind from the example that others set. And we never stop learning about that kindness from others. Sometimes we think, oh, well, now that I'm grown up, I've learned everything I'm going to learn and I'm good. I don't have to pay attention anymore. But we're all still learning. We're all still learning because we're all facing something new. Every time we go out, there's going to be something new. Even if it's just a little bit newer than what we've done before, we're experiencing something that's not exactly what we've done before. And sometimes we learn from others. And it got me thinking, maybe that's what was missing for poor Jacob and Esau. Maybe they didn't have that example Because they were pitted against each other. 
Rebekah loved Jacob, but Isaac loved Esau. Only one of them could inherit the head of the family title. Only one of them could be in charge. Only one of them could be the one to lead the family once their parents are gone. And I started to feel bad. Because though neither one of them was very kind, I started wondering if maybe they just had not been taught to be kind. And it made me think about how many people do we bump into that just weren't taught to be kind. When they do something that's not very nice, and they say something mean-spirited, when they say something hateful, how many have never known that there was another way? And that struck me. It struck me because I think about that great example that we have of kindness and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. That He was kind to even those who despised Him. He was kind to those who mistreated Him. He was kind to those whom the rest of society thought were nothing. And for me, I always remember a special kindness that He showed to His disciples. Because Jesus always taught in parables. Whenever He would teach, He would teach and He'd say, well, it's like this. And it's like that. It's like a man sowing seed in the field. It's like going to a wedding. And those poor disciples, when they'd get back and have him in private, they'd go, Jesus, what did you mean? And I can only imagine, and you guys are the ones I've handpicked, you should know exactly what we're talking about. They all sit down and they go, well, Maybe you could explain what you meant by that, that he would just go, oh, oh. But he didn't. He showed a kindness that he would explain again and again and again. And he would have patience with them, even when they didn't seem to understand, he would have patience and kindness. And he was kind to everyone. You know, I think about that example that we have, that he was kind no matter what. The people who didn't think to pack ahead and bring enough food when they were out in the wilderness to see him. He was kind to people who were begging on the street. He was kind to people who didn't know what else to do. He was kind to leopards whom nobody would touch. He was kind to tax collectors who nobody wanted to be around. And we learned that kindness. Now, we don't always succeed at it. I'm guilty of this. May the Lord bless you is not the first expression out of my mouth when somebody cuts me off in traffic. But, you know, I think back and I think that though it might anger me at that moment, it might be wise to show a little kindness. Because I'm pretty sure at some point I have accidentally been that person cutting off somebody in traffic. And boy, I would appreciate some kindness on that mistake. And you know, I start thinking about the people who haven't learned that kindness can still learn. We go out every day and we meet people and we learn something new about people and we learn something new about the world and we take it in and we go, gosh, well I know something new. 
if we can do that, then surely if we go out and we are kind to people who are not kind to us, surely they will stop and they will think, well, why is this person being nice to me? I, I didn't do anything to be kind to them. I didn't do anything to earn their kindness. But maybe we should take that example that somebody was kind and merciful and loving to us. Christ let himself suffer for me, a sinner. I don't deserve his love. I don't deserve his kindness. I don't deserve his mercy. But I have it. I have that love and I have that mercy and I have that kindness. And if I have it, well, I'm not going to hoard it to myself. If Christ has seen something in me that he wants to be kind to me, then surely I can find it in my heart to be kind to others. Because maybe, just maybe, they'll learn. They'll learn to be kind. And they'll learn to think twice before saying something that's hurtful and something that's hateful and something that will divide us instead of bring us together. And maybe, just maybe, more people realize that we don't have to tear each other apart because we can build each other up because we can build each other up with the love that God gives us. And we can build each other up in the Lord. And maybe, just maybe, we can take the situation that seems like people are constantly trying to knock each other down. And maybe we can hold each other up with a little bit of kindness. And maybe we'll end up like Jacob and Esau. Because though their story gets worse before it gets better, they see Jacob cheat Esau once again. Final straw, he cheats him out of his blessing. And Esau decides he's going to kill Jacob. So Jacob flees. They flee and these twin brothers spend much time apart. But what gives me hope is when they come back together, when they come back together, both seem to have learned how to be kind to one another. Because Esau welcomes Jacob back, not asking for anything, not even an apology. He welcomes him home because he is his brother and he is happy to see him. And Jacob comes home ready to apologize. Ready to make himself low to his brother that he knows he has wronged. And these two meet in kindness and they join together in kindness and they share a love. They learned how to be better and they were better. And they learned how to be better to each other in God's name. And it gives me hope. It gives me hope because if these two could be so nasty to each other and so mean, but they still found a way to come together, then surely if God is with us, God will help us to overcome whatever problems we may have in our society that divide us. Whatever issues we have that cause people to be mean to one another, surely God's love and grace is enough to help us overcome that. But it starts with you. And it starts with me.
that we choose to do what is right. That we choose to do what is good. That we be an act of kindness. That we say a kind word. That we let ourselves be kind for the glory of God's kingdom. For the sake of God's love and God's mercy. And because we know that with Christ on our side, no act of kindness goes unheeded. That no kind word goes unheard. And that together, together, we can bring God's love to all of God's people. That they all may let themselves be kind. Amen.